Okay, let's say that. We are on top of your Gimelam and Aleph, a few lines down, if you recall. Uh, four lines down. Amara from Barpapa, Amara of Chista. Today's, uh, today's an Amara that's that pretty much sticks together. I mean, it's like pretty much one flow, one conversation, so it's a little bit unusual in what we've been experiencing for most of the Masachas so far. Wow, it's actually one topic? <laughs> yeah, you'll see, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, Rav from Barpapa says in the name of Chista, Kol Shemishum Avel, Gilgontisha Ba'av, Ve'avel, Asur. When it comes to um, practices of the fast day, and in this case we're going to really focus on bathing, the prohibition of bathing. So whether it's if it's because of morning practices, okay, that's why there's a prohibition of bathing because of morning practices. For example, we have on Tisha B'Av or actual morning avil, it's prohibited to bathe. Whether it's hot water or cold water. But if there's a prohibition on bathing because not because of morning. But because of um, pleasure, meaning to avoid pleasurable experiences, like you'll have on a normal public fast day, so then a hot bath, like a warm bath, is prohibited, but in cold water, it would be permitted to bathe. Okay, so from a morning perspective, avibut, we don't bathe at all. But from pleasure, we just avoid warm. Amar of Idi Baravin, Avan Amitaninim. Amar Idi Baravin says, I also have the, the Mishnah that seems to support this, meaning our Mishnah. It says in our Mishnah, remember that on these fast days, they would, they would um, uh, lock up the bathhouses. Now, um, um, so they, uh, so, mm-hmm, one second, I want to make sure there was. Uh, yeah, so okay, the implication is that why would you lock up a bathhouse? The bathhouse is the place you go to get a warm bath. So the fact that they're locking up the bathhouse indicates that it's only the warm bath that's prohibited, but not necessarily the cold bath. Okay, so I'm really a bias. A bias is back to him. I'm not sure that's a proper inference, meaning you know, it's very nice to try to infer things from a Mishnah, but it's not so simple because he says, let's say, for example, a bias says, it were actually prohibited to bathe in cold water, what would the Mishnah say? It would have to say you're going to lock up or close off the rivers because that's where you can get... Oh, sorry, violate the midnight. You should have, but the Mishnah should have taught that. Meaning, what I'm saying is that the inference that you lock up the, the Merchat Sa'ot is not an indication that they only are trying to prevent us from doing, uh, taking half baths because that's the only place you take baths. And the, the other alternative is to lock up the rivers, which obviously you can't do, so it doesn't make any sense. So, okay, so even if the halacha might be right, the, uh, the proof from our mission is not. Amr of Shesha Bred Rabidi, Abba Hachi Kashile. So, Rav Shesha, the son of Rabidi, now remember, it was Rabidi himself, Rabidi Bar who said that we can get a proof from our Mishnah to this idea. So, his son, Rav Shesha, is explaining what his father's issue was. Here was the difficulty. Michte, Michte means let's see. Tanan Astor Berechitza. It already says that it's prohibited to bathe. Right, that's what the Mishnah said. And then it said, no alien to Merchatzaot. So when it says to the line here is no alien to Merchatzaot Lamali. So why do I need the line that says you have to lock up the, the bathhouse? Okay, so therefore, uh, what we learn from there is that it's prohibited to take a hot bath, but not a cold bath. Meaning, if it already told us not to bathe. So if you meant to say if you can't bathe hot or cold, stop there. Then we get it. We wouldn't make any distinctions. But when you say lock up the bathhouse, that's indicating already that that's what we're trying to avoid, the hot bath, not the, uh, not the cold bath. Okay.
So that's this again. So that's so far an analysis of this statement of Rav Chista, right? Rafram Bar Prabhu, name of Rav Chista. Again, that the uh, for Avelut no baths at all, uh, no bathing at all, and for Tanit because of Tanuk only hot baths. Okay, the Gemara says now Lema Masayilik. So let's suggest that the following source will support this idea as well. It says Kol Chayvet Filot Tovlin Kedarkan Bein B'Tisha B'Av Bein B'Yom Anybody uh, who is required to go to the mikvah. Okay, to, to deload, right? To go to dip in the mikvah, can do it normally, whether it's Tisha B'av or Yom Kippur. Okay, that's the important halacha, right? If you have to go to the mikvah, you're allowed to do so. Bimai, what are we dealing with? What are you going to be? What are you going to be tovel in? What kind of water? If you'll say in hot water, is there such a thing as going to the mikvah in hot water? It's drawn water. Now, that's, this is reminding us of the, of the halacha. The halacha is that when you want to make a kosher mikvah, the, the, the mikvah water has to be natural water. It can't be drawn like with, uh, with the vessels. Okay? And I guess in their time, they weren't able to do that in a way that you could then have uh, hot water. Nowadays, by the way, the way we, if you go to a mikvah now, it's usually very comfortable, especially if you, uh, women's mikvah, they're very comfortable. How do they have hot water? What they do is basically you have two pools next to each other separated by a wall. One pool is the actual mikvah that's, draw, that's non-drawn gathered, let's say, rainwater. The two pools are connected with a hole that can fit two finger breadths within. And when you, when you do this, then they have the second pool. So this pool is like always the same rainwater. Then this pool can be emptied and cleaned and everything like that. And you put in water, you can heat the water, all the things. That's regular, like, drawn pipe water, no problem. And because the waters can mingle, it's a, the halachic thing is called hashaka, like the word to, to kiss, like nishika. So the waters can mingle, that kosher is the second thing. Now, I'm not sure why they didn't have the, exact, the same possibility, but that's the assumption. That if you're telling me already that the mikvah is permissible, um, so if you're talking about hot water, there's no such thing as a hot water uh, mikvah. So it must be elalav bitsonin. But rather, so rather, it must be that you're going to be tovel even in cold water. And what's the point of the brighter there? Is v'chayvitfilot in in eshechrin The whole point of the brighter is to tell you that people who are chayav to go to the mikvah, yes, they're allowed to go to the mikvah even in cold water. Or I should say even in cold water. But anybody else, you're not allowed to do that. I would say, and now I'll say, even in cold water, right? So the point is that that brighter would not be supporting this uh, distinction. It actually would be indicating the other way. So Gemara says, low. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, in Israel, low. So, Amar of Khanavarktina, lo nitzra ela lachamet veria. Rafhanavarktina responds there and says, no, um, that, that brighter is indicating, uh, or could be necessary to teach when it comes to chamet teveria, the hot springs in teveria. Those are natural springs. That is a situation because it's a natural spring, it would be a kosher mikvah, and it's hot. Okay, so that's what they're trying to teach us there. Okay. Okay, if that's the case, if that's the case, look at the end of that, Brighta. Uh, Rabbi the, like the skan is like the vice, right? Like, uh, he says, He says, you know what, it's okay, it's okay that once a year, the Beit Elokeinu, the Beit Elokeinu, will be missing a tevila. No, sometimes you can't go to the mikvah. Okay, so if you can't go to the mikvah, you can't go to the mikvah. It's all right, like you'll, you'll deal with it. But if you would say that going in the cold water on a day like that, let's say like on Yom Kippur, right, where it's just because of Ta'anug is problematic, you should just go in the in cold water and not give up on the idea of mikvah. So again, 
so that seems to indicate again, against Rabbi Hanina, uh, against Jimmy Rav Chista, that, uh, that on these days you're not allowed to do mikvah, uh, not allowed to bathe at all, even in uh, cold water. Some Papa, Beatra Rav Papa says, a little bit of a strange answer, he says, maybe it's in a place where you can't find cold water. I don't know, like it's all hot springs, I guess? I don't know. Anyhow, so anyway, the point is that like, we tried to indicate one way or the other, not really so too. Let's try again. Tashma, come in here. Okay, when they said that you're not allowed to do melacha, I think on these fast days, right, it's the Tosefta here, they only said that you're not allowed to do melacha during the daytime. But at that time, you'd be allowed to do uh, melacha. Okay. Now, Amru Asur I mean, they say you're not allowed to wear shoes on these days. Lo Amru they, they only meant that in the city. Mutar. But in the, on the road, you'd be allowed to wear shoes. Okay, even, even on these fast days where you have to do these things. Why, how, is that? how do you do that? You would say La Derech Noel. When you're on the road, you wear your shoes. Nichnas La'ir, you enter the city, Choles, you take your shoes off. Okay, that part is not so relevant to our discussion, but it's just, you know, the context. And when it said it's prohibited to bathe, we only said it's prohibited to do your whole body. But your face, hands, and feet, mutar, that'll be allowed. And you find the same thing for a menuda. A menuda is a person who's put in excommunication of some sort, and avil is a mourner. Okay, now... My love, and it says here, this is what you find by a person who's been in excommunication or in mourning. Akulu, uh, isn't this talking about all the different scenarios that we just talked about? Again, and that would include the bathing part. Ubemayaskin, and what are we talking about then? Uh, if you say it's hot water, but are you allowed to wash your face and hands and feet that way? Apparently, Rav Shesha said, Avil is not allowed to put even their finger into hot water. Right, they must be talking about cold water. And if it's cold water, what we're saying is, Right, we said, again, if you go back to the line, we said, you're not allowed to do kol gufo. So if we're talking about sonin, and we're talking about the thing, so it sounds like you're not allowed to, uh, to wash even in uh, cold water, even in cold water. So the word says, lo, no, not necessarily. Lo olam bechamin. No, really, we can be limiting it over there to hot water. And if you have the difficulty with that line that says, this is what you find by the person that's communication and the mourner, you would say, asha arakai. That's talking about the other examples in the Tosefta, but not the issue of, um, of bathing. Okay, so again, that Tosefta seemed to be indicating against, uh, against Rav Chista, but we're able to sort of like weasel out of it by saying, well, no, that particular line that connects it to these other people, that doesn't really, uh, doesn't really apply. Okay, Tashma, let's try again. Amar, uh, Tashma, the Amar Rabbi Abba HaKohen, Mishnu Rabbi Yosei HaKohen, okay, so these Kohanim are commenting here, Masa, Masa, Umeitu Banav, Shavrabi Yosei Rabbi Chanina, Verachatz Bitsonein Koshiva. Okay, so it's a case where this, uh, this rabbi's uh, children died, unfortunately, and he bathed in cold water all seven days. Okay, apparently, I guess, even though he was an avilut. So that seems to work against what we're saying. We said avilut, according to Rav Chisli, you can't bathe at all. So our answer is no. Hadam tachvuhu avilav hava. So that's when tachvuhu avilav means the avilut, the morning, uh, meaning that the, the incident that relate, the results in the morning happened one after the other, but there's overlap. Okay, so like one son died, and while he's sending shiver for one, another son dies. While he's sending shiver for that one, another one dies. So you keep having these, you know, uh, 
overlapping avilut. Titania, as the Brayta teaches us, techafuhu avilab zeacharzeh. If a person has many avilut, like avilut in a row, hichvids arom batar. If the hair that you're growing, because you don't you don't shave when you're in the avilut, right? Or get a haircut. So if your hair is getting too long, mekel batar, you can lighten the uh, the load of your hair with a razor. You can wash your garments in water. Okay? Amar of Chisar, of Chisar points out there. You can use a razor, but not normal scissors. You can use a water, but not to use like these other, like, uh, netter and chol are both like uh, soapy agents. Okay? But um, the point is that that, that that example that you see, you see the Avel being able to bathe. That isn't against Rav Chista either, because we could just explain that's a, a unique circumstance where he was allowed to bid because he had several avilutes in the row. Okay, we do uh, a couple more lines and we'll stop. Amar Rava, Rava says, Avil mutar l'rchot b'tsonin kol shiva, midinavra b'sr v'chamra. Okay, Rava says that an avil is allowed to bathe in cold water all seven days. Okay, this is again against, I guess, uh, what Rav Chista was saying, right, that anything because of avilut you can't bathe at all. Um, B says, in cold, so Rav says, in cold water you're allowed to, it's similar to meat and wine. Just as meat and wine, you're allowed to uh, enjoy uh, as an avil. Uh, so too, the uh, you're allowed to bathe in cold water. The more says mezabe, uh, they have the kasha. Uh, you know, I'm going to actually skip that now. Okay, I just let you know there's going to be a kasha here, but we'll pick up the kasha tomorrow. Is that there? Shkoch, everybody.